What's up, everybody? It is Sam and Maddie back with AHBOs. Uh, today, we are joined by a special guest, my sister, Jenna. Um, Hello. <laughs> and we're talking about Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, uh, the highest budgeted show in fucking history. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we're getting into L-O-T-R. ROP, which is Lord of the Ring, Rings of Power. And although we're HB Hoes, it's Prime, correct? Yes, it was on yeah. Prime. So it's in the title, HB Hoes, we ain't loyal. <laughs> we ain't loyal. We're doing this show. I know. I think it literally says in our like just general biography of our podcast is that like we're sluts for drama so yeah so welcome we just wanted to get that out of the way in case you were thinking about flaming us for that which you can if you want to but (laughs) we're still doing it yeah so um jenna is you know a pretty big lord of the rings fan she's been so at least my whole life right growing up with her it's Mm -hmm. been you know so we wanted to bring her on because you know she first of all, just kind of deserved that being as big of a fan as she is. Uh, Maddie and I were fans. We liked the movies, but, you know, we're not super fans of like the lore itself. So we wanted to bring her on for, you know, just some more like expertise, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Padding. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk first on our overall thoughts. So we had uh, season one, episode one and two drop at the same time. And so the first one was mostly just, you know, what it seemed like setup, character setup, uh, setting setup, et cetera. And then the second one is when we really get into the plot. So, uh, Jenna, what did you think about it? I was so excited. I was like fangirling the whole like <laughs> first like half hour of it because it just basically having Galadriel like narrate like what was going on, you know, in the past to set up the the whole story for us and everything. And it's like, you know, you remember, I, well, I remember reading like some of this stuff, like it's been a while since I read the books. Um, so a lot of the lore I would need to brush up on a little bit, but it's like, as she was talking and setting the scene, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember all this. So it was like, it was, I was like super pumped. And just as the story kept going and introducing the characters and stuff, it was like, like super exciting, especially because a lot of the characters introduced are characters that you see in the Lord of the Rings movies. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to go back a few thousand years and, you know, where they came from and how they started and where they came, you know, who they became to be essentially. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't actually like remember a lot of the characters that were in the movies, but, um, yeah, no, then after doing my own homework after the fact, because I was watching it, I was like, oh shit, I don't, I don't remember any of this. I'm <laughs> fucking, this is so bad. I feel like an idiot, uh, but doing my, you know, the homework with it. Um, Maddie, what did you, what did you think? Well, I mean, same. I, I mean, I like Lord of the Rings. I'm into fantasy. You know that I'm a Pisces sun. So like, <laughs> give me all the fairies and elves and stuff. Like I'm here for it. Um, but I also like, it's been a really long time since I've watched all of the movies, like 
I don't think I've even watched them in chronological order in my lifetime, which is sad. I probably should do that. Uh, but I was like, okay, I don't remember these characters, but I do think they did a good job connecting them now that we've done the homework. Um, and besides that, like it was number one, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like everything yeah. was just gorgeous. That's like my overarching thing for both ep- episodes. Like there was just a couple moments that I was like, wow, like the CGI and the natural landscapes fused together. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That was um, probably my first thought is that, well, I went into it knowing how much they spent on it. So it was like, I have no idea what to expect, but I know it's going to be the most grandiose shit I've ever seen in my life. And that's, well, exactly yeah, it's it daddy Bezos money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, leave it to prime, leave yeah. it to, you know, Jeff himself to come through and be like, fuck you. I'm, you know, releasing two weeks after House of the Dragons and I'm going to show it the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I actually have a neighbor who got an Amazon package and it's literally Lord of the Rings, like on the package itself. Like they're sending Amazon packages with marketing on it for the show. Like that's how much they're spending just yeah. to push shit out there. So, but yeah, so I went into, I was like, okay, this is going to be fucking huge. It's going to be grandiose. It's going to be beautiful. I was actually a little overwhelmed in not necessarily because of like how much, like even, because even in the very beginning when we're just talking about Galadriel, because it's pretty much just about her journey for the first 30 minutes, I would say. Mm -hmm. And, um, even just with that, there's really no other like huge characters introduced, but I still felt overwhelmed because I was like, wow, they're just doing the most right now. Like there's a lot happening. And then I think it softened up and, you know, I was able to kind of go with it. And now in episode two, we're getting more of like the storyline and not just the big booms, you know, that we were in the first episode. So I'm, I'm really excited about it now. And I'm excited to see where all the fucking money went like (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) so um yeah so do you guys want to talk about Galadriel for a minute yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean this is I mean this is you know showing that like this is such a huge journey for her and to have them started off that way and like even just that like opening scene of her narrating what happened and everything with the the battles and the the two trees being destroyed and you know because th- those trees hold a lot of power for the the elves so that was just like a that pivotal moment of that of war really starting for people well not people but elves creatures who thought yeah. they were untouchable because mm-hmm. they are immortal so it's like when something that you know, big comes and happens to them and hits them home. It's like, wow, shit's going down. Oh, so that was why in episode two, I'm jumping a little bit, but mm-hmm. with the dwarf that Eldron goes to see, they have one of those uh-huh. trees in their own garden. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the there's two main trees that were kind of like a source of power. There's okay. a, I don't remember their names, but they they named the trees and there's a, a gold one and a and a silver one. Oh and God. yeah. Is that why they have a tree on their shield? 
Well, that tree on, because you see it on, um, what's his name? Hang on. Aaron, Aaron Deer, the other elf that goes into the town that we see. He oh, has. How you say his name? His name? Okay. Uh, Aaron Deer? Yeah, I, I hope so because that's how I've been saying it. <laughs> but yeah, because you see it. Uh, yeah, you you see a, a different version of a tree, which is very reminiscent, like going to the movies. This is just a, like a detail that I noticed, but like in the Lord of the Rings movies, if you remember when um, when the trees are walking around with the hobbits on like the face of some of those trees is on like reminds me of the tree that's on Arendir's like uh breastplate ah. Ah, good so that was like a yeah that was like a detail that I saw I was like why does that look that that tree face looks really familiar <laughs> like the same texture yes. yeah mm-hmm. but oh, yeah my- the tree the trees were like every everything to the, the elves it was yeah. like I said it was a source of power for them so for them yeah. to be destroyed and there's a lot more detail of, of what comes out of the trees because this goes into like another theory that I have as, as we keep going on and talking about <laughs> other things. This is where like the lore, my lore brain is coming in and I'm like trying to remember stuff from what I've read and like I'm trying to connect the dots, but they're 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 not like giving everything away all at once. So I'm like, it's leaving us open to like theorize, which I, yeah. I really like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is actually really cool because it's, it's, it set the stage for anything to happen, which Mm -hmm. is really cool because, you know, with like the, the movies, you almost always know, at least in like when you know a third movie is coming out, that there is going to be some sort of resolution. Whereas like with a TV show, you don't know, like, like Mm -hmm. there, there will ultimately be a resolution, whether good or bad, but it's really open-ended when it's a series. So that's what's really cool about this storyline being a series and not just another movie franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note, I think like just adding to ambiguousness and letting like the viewer theorize even more, this is a prequel that hasn't been written as books, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's it's kind of reminiscent of like being written, but more for the viewer I don't know if I'm explaining this properly but I feel like there's something to it where I'm just like oh like this is even more free than being from something that was already authored yeah yeah so that was one of my biggest questions is that you know Jenna for you when I was doing my homework there was a lot of um questions that I had specifically about the characters because I just wanted to do a deep dive if I could on the characters that we already knew existed that existed in the books and there were more books than there were movies right Mm -hmm. or you know there was other stories from the books that weren't put into the movies but um what was any of this written in a book do you know um so in like the like going through like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, things were mentioned. Okay, you know, so like they're like where like Sauron came from, and talking about um, a Balrog, which is another demon thing that we see in the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you know that he's mentioned even before, um, which 
I don't know if you saw or watched the preview for the third episode. I didn't. You didn't? No. They, they, they do put some things, because I couldn't help but watch it, so I, I, like, I won't say too much about it. I actually but, didn't know that they had a preview. Yes, I, they, I, they, had okay. a, they had a preview at the end of the second episode for the third one. And so there are there is something that you see in the preview for the third episode that you see in the Lord of the Rings movie. So they're like, even though this is thousands of years apart, there's still entities and creatures and demons and all like that exists through this whole time. Yeah, I mean, we know. So they, so that it's leaves the, there are things in the books that do mention of these times, just not in greater detail, like we're going to see. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So yeah, because we know that Galadriel was in it. We know that Elrond is Mm -hmm. in it, you know, so that was... Like, so I'm like, okay, clearly, you know, there is some like formidable mention in the books or in what we saw from the books to the movies of these characters. Um, But just like, even in their like, who they are, where they're from, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, would, you know, like, are they mentioned in the books? Like where they're from and we're just meeting them on screen for the very first time now. You know, so I think that that's probably a question that a lot of people have. And one point that I just wanted to make, and we'll continue on our on our thing, but just before that, like, so the thing is, is Prime is pushing this out so hard and they spent so much money on it that I think a lot of the people that are going to be watching this are not like diehard Lord of the Rings fans or haven't read the books or maybe haven't even seen all the movies. Like they're watching mm-hmm. it because it looks, it's a dope ass show. Right. So they're coming at it from a very like baby brain, which I feel like <laughs> I'm kind of coming at it from a baby brain of Lord of the Rings. Um, so I think that, you know, these questions are, are, they're going to keep coming up and yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, even if we didn't know Galadriel from the movies, she is making her own character right now. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's kind of similar to House of the Dragon too, because you don't really have to have seen Game of Thrones to watch House of the Dragon. Like you can make sense of it without the, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the, text, the text after it. So mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think Gen Z has watched all fucking, what is it? Six Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies? absolutely not no i i was that that nerd that like got with a group of friends and we watched all the lord of the ring movies director's cuts and it took like a weekend it took an like entire weekend to watch all like all three of them just the three movies with the director's cut popped up on candy and soda yeah oh yeah <laughs> that was my high, those are my high, like high school and college years just constantly re-watching and doing lord of the rings weekends <laughs> yeah i'm sure there's definitely definitely kids out there doing that for sure I, when mm. when i started getting into lord of the rings honestly it, i was like a little bit young i tried to read the books but it was really hard for me still i, mm-hmm. I was not smart enough yet <laughs> to like make sense of it all uh but I still you know it's the same thing like I I kind of feel the same way like we're all just going to be interested because it's so big yeah yeah well and that's uh, the other thing too which um you know this happens a lot in pop like pop culture I mean look at you know Stranger Things for example and how much Metallica has blown up 
Oh, yeah. Again, because and it's and I feel like it's going to be the same thing where, you know, obviously the books were written, you know, 40 years ago, plus 40 years. ago. So it's like now they're coming up with this show. So for people who watch this show that don't know a single thing about Lord of the Rings, they're going to watch the show and they're going to be like, I want to watch the other ones. Well, and the other movies hold up so fucking well, too. Like, yeah. they're such good movies that, you know, it's not like you're going that far back in time and like the cgi is terrible or oh, it's I terrible know. acting like, like yeah like, like they like the lord of the rings like movies will always hold up so like that just brings the fandom like deeper in yeah for the new people yeah no i agree and i think that you know it yeah it's definitely going to make them want to watch the movies but in the case that they can't they don't necessarily need it to know what's happening here it's uh, it's better obviously for people that know these things like who sauron is and all these things because that you just you come into it with that knowledge just like Mm -hmm. would for any prequel or sequel show um but there's no there's no real need for it. So I think that that's, that's really cool because they spend so much money on it and they're really, really pushing it out. And I'm like, guarantee at least 50% of the people that are watching the show or that they're, they're marketing into have not seen all of the Lord of the Rings and don't really know, like they might know Frodo and Gandalf, but like, like beyond that is probably minimal or wh- yeah. whatever you called Bilbo Baggins yeah. yesterday. I don't Bilbo remember. Bilbo <laughs> yeah. Baggins. Saying every other word ex- except his name. <laughs> <laughs> my 13 year old brain was comprehending. I was like, I can't with it. like, I wanted to so bad. I was like, I know this is interesting. I know I would like this, but I was just too you weren't ready time. you weren't ready for it <laughs> i was not ready for it. uh regardless yeah like we're excited everyone's mm-hmm. excited yeah it's great it's great okay so we talked about galadriel um I, do we want to spend any time on on Sau- sauron right now I mean, you know, the big bat he is the the revenge he yeah. is the the one that she's uh she's going after he is the plot he equals yeah. a lot, you know. Yeah. So uh, they introduce it, right? Like this guy go brings back the orcs, mm-hmm. right? And then they go to war, and Galadriel's brother, what's his name? Finrod. Finrod. Yes. <laughs> you guys can see Buddy's face Word. right now. I swear. I, know, we'll I, know. Soon, I promise. Maybe oh, you're yeah. still not ready for it. <laughs> 13 year old you is still stuck in there. It is. It's blocking <laughs> me, and I don't like it. Uh, yeah, so Finrod goes to war because orcs are horrible, mm-hmm. and he gets killed. So Galadriel, this is her mission. Yeah. Basically, yeah. He's on a, well, revenge mission? Yeah, it's basically a a revenge mission because, yeah, so the whole, the whole war was led by, and she mentions his name, Morgoth. So to, to, to easier, like, since you guys have seen all the Star Wars, right? Yes. If I'm, if I mentioned some characters, you would know. Yeah. Yeah. So Sauron is to Morgoth as Darth Vader is to Palpatine. Yes. 
like Morgoth is like the big, big bad. And Sauron is like his servant that is doing more evil, like on his own. Like his apprentice or like. Essentially. Yeah. 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 Cool. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Good metaphor for the people. Mm -hmm. So, So Galadriel doesn't know, or does she know that Sauron is a th- well she does because it's mm-hmm. his face that looks like the print that she keeps seeing everywhere so she knows that it's Sauron that's still alive quote unquote mm-hmm. we think you know what it's getting at but Morgoth we know died he's dead well it's it I don't know because that was another thing that I took a note of because it just says that he was defeated it didn't say anything about him being killed. Yeah. Right. So I I actually don't know if he's actually dead or because he's such this like powerful entity if he's like in hiding in a way. But they never actually say that he died. He just said he was defeated in battle. So Wait, he is Morgoth equals Darth Vader? Morgoth equals Pal- Palpatine. Palpatine. Like he's bigger. Okay. Um, cause Morgoth is like, he predates Middle Earth. Like he existed way before like Middle Earth even existed. Um, and he went, I can't, he went by another name before he became evil, much like Star Wars people. They, like they have their names and then they was become he, Darth was, whoever. Was he the original Dark Lord or is that just so, Sauron's um, na- nickname? Wait, what? I can't, well, okay, so I know that they call Sauron. Yeah, because Sauron, Sauron was also, like, he had another name before. Um, and essentially, essentially, like, it, the, so there was a lot of things online because I was trying to get, like, my lore, like, <laughs> organized too. Yeah, yeah. uh a lot and what a lot of people do is they kind of uh compare the characters as either to star wars people which makes it kind of easier for some people to understand but then there's a lot of people who are also like comparing them into the way of like christian things so it's like um you see sauron as like the devil like he is sending out evil like like the orcs and everything like it's his like everything evil stems from them got it and then morgoth is like he's like this commander he's like the big guy that is essentially controlling everything but sauron kind of goes off on his own and is just doing more fucked up shit (laughs) yeah yeah um because i i don't think that they really mentioned uh morgoth as like or at least galadriel didn't really mention morgoth as like her main target i think she was saying i know that sauron's still alive like that's Mm -hmm. so it's it was almost like a vengeance mission but also a i want to be absolutely fucking certain that this this thing is dead right Mm -hmm. um so i think that as far as we know, you're totally right, Jenna. They, they just said defeated. They didn't say died. Um, you know, so I'm thinking, you know, that's, they're just kind of going off of, okay, Morgoth is no longer as of. He's just not around. This millennium, right? But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Sauron, we think is still out there. <laughs> 
So, yeah. well, and that's the thing too, is like, we, we know that he's still alive because he's, you know, in the movies. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing too. It's just like, <laughs> at least now you can like connect who survives and who, who doesn't. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was going to say is Galadriel is also in the movies. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so also fun, fun fact though. Um, uh, as I was like researching some stuff, there actually was supposed to be another book after, um, cause the, the movies are in the third age. So like I said, we're in the second age right now. This is when everything's happening. Um, the Hobbit and all the movies are in the third age. He was actually going to write a book on the fourth age, but he only wrote, I think between like 10 or 20 pages. And then he, decided that he didn't want to finish it because it was too dark and depressing oh, and he didn't fun. and he didn't want to like ruin characters oh i was like why'd you stop man yeah <laughs> he should have wrote it but i i didn't know that he uh had intended to write uh, another book but apparently okay. he did so what is the the difference between the ages so there's the the second age that we're in the second age right now yeah we're in the second age so this is about 2000 years before the hobbit okay so is do you think each age is about 2000 years like are we in the start um, i would say so because um i i would say that it's like that kind of timeline or i, I actually don't know if they do the ages if they like create the ages by like moments in time kind of like how we name things like the renaissance age and the dark age it's not exactly like a set number of years that split Mm -hmm. up these ages just really historical events yeah Yeah. so i'm actually like not 100 percent sure on how they how the new ages come about yeah it's probably a metaphorical like season change but in a more holistic way Mm -hmm. yeah like it's not the ice age anymore yeah. what the fuck is happening you know yeah. mm-hmm. i wonder what events change them though because i mean it sounds like that makes the most sense that an event would change the age right like and even just like migration right so mm-hmm. i don't know like if all elves came from hold on hold on oh no it's the one page i didn't print so guys i Validor. <laughs> Are you looking for Valinor? Yes. <laughs> okay. I have literal pages that I did because when I'm recording on my computer, I can't <laughs> and I made a cute little document of all the cheat of a cheat sheet and I, I printed it, but it didn't print the last page. So that was one of my places on the last page. Yeah. Valinor, yes. Yes. I don't know if all elves come from there, but I think I was that at a certain point they all did. And then eventually they migrated east into Mm -hmm. the Middle Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the the war is essentially what brought them out of Valinor. Yes. To to go to Middle Earth and to to fight. Because, yeah, the the orcs were were taken over and they they had to fix that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Speaking of orcs. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker in episode two, I know we saw, I saw what the orcs look like in the trailer. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, they upgraded from the movies. Like, this is yeah and gross as fuck. Um, it's like they're putting White Walkers to shame. Honestly. Yeah, they, they look a lot more like really like crazy like looking goblins instead yeah. of like the orcs that we saw in the movies where they're like beefy like muscular things yeah like these yeah. are like i don't know like day of the dead orcs <laughs> like they're on a whole new mm-hmm. level did they always wear masks am i forgetting that they were they never wore masks before right like this dude had a mask on mm-hmm. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, they still had like battle like gear and stuff like that. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that was incredible. Um, he was gross, and like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was making some like mouthy sounds, which is I can't stand gross. it. I'm I like, can't. Yeah, I can't yeah. do that. I can hear you breathing and spitting, and it's <laughs> it makes me cringe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're not very. Their uh their etiquette. Their mouth etiquette is not really on par. So, okay. So one thing that, um, well, let me look up her name, Bronwyn. So mm-hmm. it attacks, I believe her house with her son, Theo, and they're kind of fighting this dude together. And then she immediately has like, kind of like a, a council meeting with other men slash elves. Actually, do you know if Bronwyn is an elf or a human? She's a human, but she, okay. so in her town, she is like the healer. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she seems like a human with powers, like with healing powers. Um, okay. So she has like a, a meeting as soon as they kill this orky dude. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, we need to go basically to the elves right away. Yeah. Do you know where it's set? Like where the humans and the hobbits, like the Harfoots are outside of where Galadriel and Elrond are because it's it fe- it felt like Elrond is like in the city capital and the the hobbits are like just outside of it like yeah so so in Middle Earth like that like where they are I believe is they note it as the Southlands yeah um because that that's what I noticed because the the town that they ended up going to um, that was burnt down where Bronwyn is originally from, um, that's all like Southlands. I think they're just like different villages within that same area because they're the one, there's one that she's living in now and then there's the one that they go to check to see what's going on. And that's, you know, when she ends up going back to her people in the other village and she's like, hey, like, you know, this village was destroyed. This is where I'm from. Like, we try, you know, we want to go in to see if we can help, but there's no bodies anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And then the original guy in the village is just like, oh, it's a sinkhole. I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it started, like, that whole situation starts off with, like, her own people not believing her, which I thought was kind of funny because they believe her to be a healer. And to do all these things and to help the village, but they don't believe her when she says something like that. So all of a sudden, it's she's cool. just, yeah, the woman. Yeah. It's so cool. all of a sudden, she's not like yeah. they, she's not accountable anymore for for some reason. So yeah, then she has to go out and fucking prove herself and bring them ahead of an orc. And then they all of a sudden they believe her. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some bullshit. It's yeah. Weird. Which I thought was funny too because her son Theo like even earlier was just like yeah i was up all night because i heard scratching 
So like he's thinking that there's like mice oh. when the whole time it's orcas digging underneath their tunnels under their, their house. That really <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. But literally, I, I just got the heebie thing about it like that yeah. and verbalized it. And I just felt horrible inside of my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I what I originally thought though. Because if you go back to the movies and how like the ring calls to whoever the mm-hmm. owner is, when Theo originally said something like that, I thought it was that piece of the sword that he was talking about that he's hiding. Ah, I thought when he was saying, oh, there's scratches and noises under the floorboard, I thought it was that piece of the sword calling to him. That... That's what it... I thought originally. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a really good theory because... Because he can't stay the hell away from it. Yeah. And he keeps touching it. And now he got blood on it. Yep. And it made it grow. And it made it grow. And now it's... it's, You know, and you know what it reminded me of? And I took a note of this too. (laughs) It reminds me of that motherfucker that hides a zombie bite. Oh. Because they're going to go off because they have to travel together and he's holding this freaking sword that's a fucking apple tracker on him okay and that's why the orcs are even there <laughs> they're, that's why they're there they're oh, looking boy. for this thing he's the motherfucker that hides a zombie bite and then uh-huh. the orcs are going to surround them and they're going to be like oh i've been car-. he's gonna be like oh I, it must be this thing that i've been carrying with me that i can't fucking part with and i'm obsessed with these dumbass kids <laughs> Yeah. No offense yeah. to the kids, but don't be <laughs> yeah. so stupid. <laughs> oh, fucking Theo. The only normal name, thank Jesus. He's oh, a right. little fuck, and maybe that's why they gave him a normal name, just to <laughs> fuck with us. Yeah, yeah. I know the worst one too. It's like fuck you, humans. This is a this is a general mm-hmm. Anglo-Saxon ass name, and he's an idiot. <laughs> oh god yeah yeah that's a really interesting thought i didn't think about that at all yeah well because obviously that scene happens before we realize that the orcs are burrowing under their oh god stop using the word burrowing burrow (laughs) (laughs) they're digging tunnels (laughs) yes Oh. They're high hoeing off the work they're going underneath the house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean, technically those are tw- you know dwarves, but whatever. Which yes. segue into dwarves? We I got know. those guys. Uh, yeah, too. Which was, I think, fucking funny as hell. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, I didn't write down his name. I don't know that name. Durin. Oh my god, he's incredible. Yeah, it's um, Dur- Durin and his wife is fucking hysterical. I love yeah. her. D- Disa. Yeah. She is yes. amazing. I yeah. love her character so much. Um, uh, I will say, and you know that I'm gonna say it, love the fucking architecture. Like, and the, oh, yeah. of the dwarf, like, just their home. I was so impressed. Mm-hmm. There was a big-ass waterfall basically i'm sure it like gave them some sorts of power or something a huge elevator i like it was so cool to see that played out like to Mm. the eye it's one thing i mean i haven't read the books but i can imagine it's one thing to read it but like to see some of that stuff come to fruition on screen Mm -hmm. like that like i just felt so 
again, like cinema, tunnel vision, like you can't even like recognize what's happening. All you can see is the shit flashing and like these beautiful things. It was really cool. The concrete work, just everything. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and it was interesting too, because Elrond was like, oh, you've really done a lot with it. And then what gave a clue to dwarves don't live as long as any of mm-hmm. pretty much any of the other characters is that he said, yeah, it took, it took me 20 years. And Elrond said, oh, that's it. And then he said, yeah, well, 20 years is a blink and a, an eye to an elf. Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, a good portion of my life to me, you know? So yeah. that was, Because one of my biggest questions from, you know, to Jenna before we talked about it after I'd watched the first episode was lifespan. Like I just Mm -hmm. understanding the maturity of what is supposed to be an immortal, like naturally immortal species, like an elf or like a wizard. And yeah, so, so dwarves, um, to my understanding, they live about 250 years, um, maturity for them like when they're like adulthood is like 40 or 45 i believe um human yeah humans are are normal though there is a type of human that can't live longer which was the type of human that aragorn was yeah which is why aragorn lived to be like 200 and something years old but i loved him um but which is this is also something that i think that they're going to end up getting into the episodes as we go on is this other i guess race of humans because they technically are a different type of human where they can't live longer so that's something i I think that they're going to touch on eventually too um but i think they're called like numorian I, or something like it starts with an N. It's some somewhere along those lines, but they can live up to like 400 years old. These types of humans, um, and then obviously, like I explained to elves, you know, about elves the, the other day to you. But like to put in perspective, of, like the progression for elves, like in their maturity, is like by the time they're a year old, they can talk, walk, move around, like move around, basically like a child like a regular just like 10 year old child um and for them like it takes another 20 years or so for them to even look like a 10 year old Mm. and then I believe around like 50 years old is when an elf reaches maturity as far as like aging like basically when they get to 50 years old that's what they're going to look like for the rest of their lives so and they usually look like they're early 20s when they're 50 yeah yeah, yeah right like uh around there elves. they're all um, gorgeous yeah because uh because i believe the the way that like because elves have like life cycles um and most elves that you see are in their second life cycle and then when they start to get like because you'll notice that, like a lot of elves don't have like facial hair or anything like that if they are they stay out of Valinor and get into their third life cycle, they do start to age a little bit more. Gotcha. Like appearance-wise. Yeah. But they're still immortal. So well, yeah. so that was kind of my thing too, is like knowing that 
uh, elves like Galadriel and Elrond, you know, they both look older in the movies, clearly Mm -hmm. 2000 some odd years later. Yeah. Um, They don't look much older, but they're still older. So it's like, there is still like, they kind of plateau at a certain point, but then they still do age physically just over like lifespans yeah like just uh, like uh, centuries they're yes yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah but uh, like in all things still naturally immortal unless something kills them they don't die from fucking heart disease yeah and that's one thing too is that i kind of questioned a little bit because like all the elves come from valinor and basically valinor is equivalent to like a Valhalla like it's their heaven it's where they go when their duty in Middle Earth is done and they want to go and just live peacefully for eternity that's like Mm -hmm. Valinor is like Asgard or Valhalla like it's that immortal place um so my the thing that got me though because from my understanding that, and I've always thought this, so I don't know if it's actually true or not, but like my understanding is that elves also have kind of uh, like a reincarnation because I remember reading somewhere that even once an elf dies, their spirit kind of goes to Valinor and they are re-embodied. So I had like, my question was, is like, wouldn't her brother's spirit be in Valinor? Yeah. So unless that's just like, I, I like, don't think I'm making that up. Like, I remember like reading that somewhere because it is like that their heaven, like it's where all their spirits go. It's where they go when they're done. So I'm like, I, in a way I'm like, is her brother still alive spiritually in Valinor and, and he's not actually dead or is like my understanding of what Valinor is like completely so I think that, I mean, wouldn't she, if all of this would, I mean, when we said it, like a lot of what she's doing in Middle Earth still is, is based on vengeance, but a lot of it is also based on duty mm-hmm. um, and wanting to protect. So, but do you think that, you know, clearly if she's an elf, she would know that he still exists. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why would she fight so hard against mm-hmm. going there? If really ultimately what she wanted was to see her brother again, unless her like honor kind of sufficed Mm -hmm. all of that and was like. Which I also thought it was crazy too, because even like right in the beginning of the first episode, like he foreshadows that he's going to die. Like he knows he's going to Mm. because he, he says something along the lines of um, like, I'm not 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 going to be around forever. Yeah. And she looks at him like, Are you crazy? You're immortal. Like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like, we're immortal. What do you mean you're not going to be around forever? Which I was like, True. Wait, like, what is going on? This is, this is taking a dark turn really fast. Which the other thing is, too, is that they did, um, they did, like, I like how they, like, came full circle and they, um, they showed what he whispered to her in the in the first scene because they of course kept that away from us and i'm like well i know that's coming back eventually yeah he um he he basically 
says, like, I forgot, oh my gosh, I forgot what it was already. I have, I have it in my notes somewhere. <laughs> but it's, it was basically that moment when she was on the ship and they were on their way to Valinor. And she remembered what he whispered, and she's like, "No, I'm out of here. Like, I'm gonna grab your dagger. And I'm jumping off oh, the ship." Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It was like you have to choose, or you had yeah. this light to choose. And he said, you "He know, says, you uh, some sometimes we cannot know until we have touched the darkness." Exactly. And yeah, then she abandoned ship. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm out of here. Yeah. As the as this comet, as meteor man is flowing through the sky. <laughs> Meteor Man, aka Starboy. Yes. Uh, oh my God. Yeah, I love, I love that transition, Jenna, because he was <laughs> who I wanted to talk about this entire time. Yeah. So let's fucking. Discuss. I have. I I have my my theories. Yeah. So oh, go for it. I have no theories. Yeah. Well. So so originally, I really wanted it to be Gandalf. That's who we all wanted it to be. <laughs> Is it but not so. So in the books, <laughs> in, the, in the books, it technically Gandalf doesn't set foot in Middle Earth until the Third Age, unless he lied. Yeah, unless he <laughs> lied, and this is this really is Gandalf. But there are other creatures like him because he he is obviously not human he's a, a wizard he's an other being yeah well yeah. He's um the only wizard there's gotta yeah, be a- no no there's more of them so yeah. it can be any of the wizards like mentioned yeah, it's like it's definitely i think it's a mage it's some sort of wizard harry oh, yeah. style shit <laughs> oh yeah like I don't know who it is and I'm so interested in like your theories be- I just yeah it's it's a mage I mean well, he definitely has to be because they are notably tall and you know and we don't really know anything else about him besides like he doesn't can't understand what are they always tall? they're always tall yeah I know that was a feature yeah. well like the, the well, also theory- tall against the hobbits so like he he does because she calls him a giant oh my god that's such a good point i yeah the cinema is so distracting when you watch it that i like duh she's a i forgot that like hobbits are really little yeah Yeah. (laughs) have comparison of hobbits against anything else besides this one thing where nori is standing next to yeah. tall ass star, star boy yeah. you know which i also was, <laughs> thought was really funny because in the first shot when they like introduce them like when they're all hiding from the hunters that are walking by i thought it was funny that the hunters are like oh hopefully they're not around they're vicious beings or whatever they call and they're like they pop out of their hidey holes and they're all happy and everything i was like yeah they're vicious <laughs> well and they also pan to the first hobbit's face it's like this old guy with this little fucking- just smiling <laughs> <laughs> he's just cheesing it up out there in the fields man he's happy to be there <laughs> yes happy to eavesdrop he's like we're in the clear babies let's go get out of your fucking hidey holes yeah <laughs> let's, let's carpe diem seize the day yeah. <laughs> like hobbits are like the meerkats of this world uh, just yeah, like- they were they were like popping out of everywhere too after the first one they all just started following suit just hopping out of everywhere 
Yes. Yeah, but- they're like, he was calling them like nasty creatures and stuff. I was like, dude, they just want to chill. They didn't want, they don't want to bother with anybody. They even say like, we're safe just being in our own little area. Like we don't yeah. want to fuck with anybody else. We're happy the way we are. We don't want to meddle in anybody else's shit. Except and here's the hunters calling them nasty creatures. Like, I know. Well, yeah, except <laughs> for Nori, who is like notably so ambitious. And oh, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, okay, girly, you're going to get into some trouble. which she does because she meets meteor man and she knows she's not supposed to be helping strangers stranger danger stranger danger (laughs) when he's three times your size yeah one thing i will say yes (laughs) one thing i will say i love her friend poppy and i will be quoting my mother right now every time she drops me and my best friends off at the mall on friday night she would say maddie and friends safety in numbers <laughs> yeah coffee was around and like she like they're they're in this together to help meteor man and like sh- she might be hesitant but i think it's cool and sweet well mm-hmm. you know and one reason why i am just like um could very well be gandalf because he always had like just a soft spot for hobbits and clearly has been on many adventures with them through the the movies and the books mm-hmm. and you know so it's just I'm like maybe it started because he was blasted out of fuck knows where and yeah. and the only person that helped him was a hobbit girl yeah you know, I have started his, you know so yeah, especially with like the little like sign language thing that she was doing, introducing oh herself, and then he's copying her, and she's like, "No, I'm Nori. <laughs> That's me." Yeah, I don't want to sexualize this moment, but it was very like Tarzan Jane, you know? Well, yeah, very oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Yeah, well, I did love that. He's talking to one another, so I mean, it's not you know, it makes sense. It makes sense. It's like how do you communicate with with something else that doesn't you know, you use some sort of sign language and try to get your point across, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no, it was very cute. I'm super, are there any other theories? So we, so there are, so what Gandalf is, is they are, they're basically these otherworldly beings and I believe they're called Maya. Maya? Yeah. I, Maya or Maya. I don't it's know so it's is. this, it's this race of like, almost like celestial beings in a way where they they just have this like otherworldly power and usually what happens um is that they are kind of sent to middle earth or they are sent to these areas to for a greater purpose that is the the whole reasoning for them um being there like showing up essentially like otherwise these like things of great power don't meddle with like petty human shit you know what I mean? Or like, whatever. So it's like, the, these beings are sent to them for a reason. And it's yeah. like, so obviously Meteor Man shows up in the most flamboyant, fashionable way. <laughs> Everybody noticed, like, grand, <laughs> grand entrance. <laughs> but um, I was actually talking with another friend of mine who has watched um, both episodes and they actually brought up a theory and I, I'm going to say it here because I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know if it's actually a thing, but their theory is that Meteor Man is actually Sauron. 
No. Sauron, because Sauron is actually the same thing that Gandalf is. They're all the same celestial being. Yes I, yes, I was going to say that when I was doing my due diligence and looking up everything, it said that Sauron was a fallen Maya or Maya. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. And the reason it's a lot like Darth Vader. Yeah. And the, and the reasoning is because and we see it in the second episode when he's um, with the fireflies, when he's trying to like, that's how he's conveying his message after he like lets off that power and he uses those fire fireflies all they all die yeah like Uh, all the fireflies die they just drop yeah and that is definitely a power that sauron has and he's capable of doing so i get that was the reasoning why my friend is just like uh this is i'm leaning towards this being not so much sauron like rebirth or recreated after like being in hiding for so long because we still have to remember that like centuries and centuries have gone by since the opening scene from the first episode of Gladriel being younger and talking to her brother the war that he fought in was centuries long yeah and then from him her brother dying and then to her like doing her own thing is also centuries long yeah but yep. like we have to remember that like the centuries she's been looking for Sauron and he could be like up in the up in the celestial sky becoming meteor man <laughs> and now he's like returned. So wait, okay, so that he was once evil Sauron and then when going uh, through this process he could have like lost his memories of sorts. Mm. And that's why he can't exactly communicate at all. Like, again, this is going on my friend's theory, which I'm like just throwing yeah, I mean, out there. Valid, valid. So, I mean, pretty much, it's like at this point, anything goes. We really yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, um, that's a really interesting point because we do know the the one connection that we have between a character like Gandalf or what we this man resembles him entirely tall and. Mm-hmm kind of wizardly and you know weird a little bit but um and Sauron is is that they're both from the same place mm-hmm. so yeah definitely yeah and they also mentioned too because now that this guy it, we don't know who he is he can't communicate what his name is he we know he has great power he kills these these fireflies just by using his power We've seen what he can do with the wind and the elements and everything. So they're, again, going on like the last bit of their theory is that um, since he and his sword is not relatively close, but they both are in Middle Earth now, that the power of his that sword is going to draw Meteor Man to it. And we're yeah. gonna find out that he's Sauron. And once he well, gets a hold of that sword, he's gonna like take on his his form that we know Sauron to be. Gotcha. So that's like the end of like her theory. Okay, so I mean that makes total sense, especially because it's it's like all these things, all these events are happening all at the same time. The works are mm-hmm. playing as soon as this, you know, Theo finds the the piece of the sword, and then fucking naked man comet comes in. Mm-hmm like the same day basically and it's all very close um mm-hmm. 
And then we have like the cow that the udder is, you know, like squirting goo. And then that's when, um, uh, mm-hmm. Bronwyn actually decides to go and, and finds the orc, I think the same day, whatever the time, yeah. but anyways, it's all back to back to back events. So we know that something, something is causing this to happen there and mm-hmm. now, Yeah, you know, so that would, that would make sense because if we're thinking if this guy, you know, naked starboy comet man, <laughs> uh, whatever we're calling him naked, you know, whatever. But if he came in either to help or to hurt, there's a reason for him being there. To mm-hmm. hurt would be he's attracted to the sword. To help is because the orcs are there and there's yeah. something going on in the area that he they need his help with. Well, and the other thing is, too, that I, I added on to her theory um, is that so I looked up because he does m- mutter two words. Um, when Nori is asking him like where he's from, he says mana. He keeps saying mana over again, and then he says yure mana. Uh, I looked up what that was in Elvish, and he is asking what is heat, which is interesting because the fire that was around him when he crashed. Nori mentioned that it it wasn't hot. It wasn't when hot she, when she touched it. Which also, if we go back to the first episode when Galadriel is with her company going through one of Sauron's strongholds, the abandoned one, they mentioned how the torches didn't give off heat anymore because they are around oh. such evil. Yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's- which would explain why the heat or the that molten sh- meteor stuff around him was not hot because yeah. it is so, is close to something evil. So, so I'm wondering if this meteor man is some sort of evil because heat is not coming off of things that should be hot. It should be hot because everything around him was on fire. Yeah, and then he asks, "What is heat?" Because right. like I immediately like turn captions on. Yeah, and yeah. looked up what those words were, and I went right to Google. I was like, "What does this mean?" And somebody said, "Yeah, in Elvish, it's asking what is heat." Oh fuck, he's yeah. got to be Sauron, or just something evil in general, oh, or has like not. evil intentions. Okay, so I will Maybe. say that our only base of reference for any uh, species that is my Mayan Mayan. For for those that you don't know, it's it's M A I A. That's how mm. it's spelled. So that's where we know that Gandalf is from. We know that Sauron is from like there. what he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but did Gandalf? I don't remember if there's any like clues to something like that too. Like, is fire hot around Gandalf, or like, is are all things from this place? They have to choose whether to be good or evil. But until then fire isn't hot around them like he might be a baby and just look like an old ass man yeah he might might be equivalent to like a gray jedi where they're not good or evil yeah exactly like they haven't kind of chosen where to go yet so it's like they could go either way but nori might be his saving grace and Mm. help him be or help him be good so i think that there's a lot of ways to go i don't know anything about this 
species or this culture, like what, you know, like what the characteristics of those are outside of Gandalf, because as far as I know, that's the only other Mm -hmm. thing from this place that we know of that we have actual information on. So I think it's, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be super fucking interesting. Clearly he is like the main thing. Like he's going to shift everything in the show. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 And I think also to the sword, I'm really interested to see what happens with the kid. And, you know, I, I'm getting a vibe that it might be like a Smeagol kind of fucking thing where like the more you have the the stronger the holds becomes on you it kind of makes mm-hmm. you a person like we saw that in the hobbit when he was carrying the ring like it kind of takes hold of you <clears throat> so yeah. i think the sword is going to have the same effect and i'm wondering like this not gandalf is like maybe it's kind of like a voldemort thing like he's connected to the sword but like I-, I don't know like this is a weird thing to say maybe but i feel like this meteor man is like almost inhabited like he's he's possessed by the sword because he's like in this weird not gandalf form and like yeah his his knee-jerk reaction is to like be violent and evil but he doesn't mm-hmm. see people no he he's confused and misunderstood and like if and like with the blood i'm like okay the the sword feeds off of the blood like it's it's you know, like, I don't know if they discuss curses. That might be too simple for Lord of the Rings, but, like, it feels like a very, like, cursed kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, It's really interesting because we have two people on either side of this Mayan situation. We have Sauron, who we know is the ultimate evil, and we have Gandalf, who we know is the ultimate good. And it's like, where is this dude? Because we know that he's from this place. Is he one or the other? Is he just another, like another uh, individual from this place? What's mm. he going to land on? Because we know that they he has the capacity to be both good or evil, you know? Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting. And I hope that, you know, it sounds like it's gearing up for him to have that choice and for hopefully Nori being, as kind and generous as she has been to shift him but it sounds like if that was the case that's kind of boring so i feel like maybe there will be a battle if he's- well they're all they're also setting it up to be like her journey as well because she does mention how like the reasoning for her like her helping him is that she she feels compelled yeah to do so like yeah. she, it's just a feeling that she has that she's there's a reason why she's the one that found him yeah and landed in her fucking hood and she yeah, was, yeah. these are my streets of the horford <laughs> little hobbits we're getting this man back to health yes so <laughs> a wonderful wizard for the people i know yeah very very cute i um she is like gearing up to be my favorite character for sure i love her um i love everybody you know like everyone's great so far uh but i really love her personality and like her tenacity Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like we we kind of need that in like a dumb young way you know which makes me feel i worry for her because like not I might get canceled as fuck for saying this, but hobbits seem a little like because they stay in their own place. They just seem a little like uh, 
for lack of better words, a little dumb, a little not street. Smart. Like they're, they're naive to a lot of things. Yeah. But like, they're not like super cultured and like, I don't know, just like the way that like, they're so like, she's a little bit like free about like, oh, like, let's just like go do this, like without a care. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared for you. Are yeah. you even of age? <laughs> oh my god it's so funny that um I feel like in our friendship I'm definitely Nori and your poppy Maddie <laughs> uh yeah um Maddie has told me on many occasions that she's scared for me so but, but I mean but her even like her parents know too because you yeah. know her mom calls her out right away she's like oh you were you were down by the river weren't you you weren't supposed to be down there and it's like well you know that I'll be fine. But then, you know, her mom's like, yeah, but you have all the rest of the kids with you. Like, you're also responsible for them too. Like, Mm -hmm. I know you're going to go and do, do your own thing, whether I tell you or not, but like, don't like drag everybody else with you. So like her parents know that she's like this free spirited, like she's gonna, you know, walk her own walk and, you know, do her own thing. Cause I don't know. Yeah. There is like, so like that naive aspect where they don't really understand because she also mentions that too I believe to her mother where how she wants to adventure she wants to know what is out beyond you know their their space which is very Frodo which is like going back like to the movies of like that's you know it's this grand adventure and that's why like Sam and Mary and Pippin like they were they all had like that same like you know kind of yeah they just they Mm -hmm. wanted to know like beyond themselves and beyond what they already knew because they know they're safe where they are and they to them like yeah safe is good but it gets boring and they they just have that drive in them to want to like know and learn more Yeah. Which seems like uncommon amongst hobbits. Like I think a lot of them are very content. I think like older hobbits. Yeah. Because I think they've just lived that way for so long. And it's like the younger generation, the children, the, the younger hobbits are like, nah, I hate this. (laughs) Like get get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, same. I feel like it's relatable in a lot of ways for Mm -hmm. a lot of kids, you know, um yeah no I'm really excited to see where she's gonna go with this I think she's gonna take it as far as it can possibly go mm-hmm. um and you know with this starboy dude <laughs> celestial naked dude you know yeah like I immediately thought it was Gandalf like that's what I was like hoping well, he was looks just like him you know like yeah. and, and what they've done a really good job of is casting the the like Galadriel and Elrond who have been or yeah that have been in the in the movies as older characters like the cast that they picture them are it's like okay I you literally would look like this in Mm -hmm. 10 20 years right like yeah very similar this dude looks just like a young Gandalf so I'm like do all of them look like did we have we ever seen Sauron's face I don't think so so like all of them might just you know all these dudes from this one place might look the same you know and that's kind of we're guessing by saying like oh this is a young Gandalf because he looks just like him like they all just might look really similar physically but yeah the the graying hair with a beard and yeah this very wizard like very stereotypical wizard yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, it's um that's the other thing too. Uh like just to, you know, go more on like his powers and stuff because there's also the scene where he is I don't know what he was originally drawing in the sand if he was drawing runes or if he was drawing some sort of picture but that when her, when her dad like hurts his ankle. Yes. So they they made it very obvious that there was some sort of connection between what he was drawing because as soon as that stick snapped was when hell let loose and <laughs> and yes. that incident happened. So it's like they're making it very obvious that like he has this these powers like yeah. beyond probably what he can control because yeah. at this point because he doesn't realize I guess what's going on all of his powers are very connected to his emotions. Yeah, you it's know, like it. and connected to like his environment. Mm-hmm. You know, like for for them to be however far away they are from like her village and her dad to be trying to do that but you know Starboy being at a certain place and and you know if it is connected in that way it's like I think he's very connected to his environment and where he's at you know but that's very Gandalf like like Gandalf had powers over his environment that was one mm-hmm. of the things so it makes sense but like it does it does it, you know what it seems like is that this this man, whoever he is, is like a child. Like that's mm-hmm. what he kind of seems like to me is that he's a baby that just hatched. Yeah. He's just a, trying to get like his bearings back. Yes. Yeah. Like he's trying to learn how to walk and learn how to talk and learn how to do all these things. And, you know, he just sound he just seems very adolescent. So, mm-hmm. um, but like he probably has so, you know, he has so much power. So he's affecting things around him, maybe without even realizing it. Like he knew mm-hmm. what he was doing with the fireflies, but if he did affect uh, Nori's dad with the ankle twist, you know, that I don't, I, I don't think he meant to. I think it's no. just, like he's a bull in a china shop and doesn't realize his own strength is what it means yeah. kind of to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah. It's going to be really interesting seeing how this plays out. Um, I don't know where or like I, I have no idea like timeline wise like what we're gonna see and when yeah but, it, but that's the other thing too is that you know like I was talking about like centuries going by between like the first scene and then with the war going on and because even like to put it in perspective because like going back to um going back to Arendir when because the whole job of elves being in Middle Earth is basically to patrol at this point. Yeah. So, like, to even put it in perspective, like, how much time has passed, Erin uh, Deer has been, and I'm going to mention this because, like, this, this really bothers me. And, like, I made a note of it too, because, and I actually, like, said it out loud to myself as I was watching it too. I was like, oh, fucking gross. So, Aaron Deer has been, because they do notify him that he is no longer needed at that post anymore. And they mentioned that he has been on that post for 79 years, which means that he was on that post before she was born, before Bronwyn was born. And he literally watched her grow up and now he's like in love with her. Oh, 
God. I'm sorry to ruin that for you, but no, that is something that I noted. I was like, listen, all right, this that is was, weird. That was why one of my like star, star, star questions was, is Bronwyn a human? Because her and Theo's ears are covered by their hair. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I know normally in elves, like if you're an elf, your ears poke out of your hair if you have hair down over them. So I was like, okay, I, I assume that they're human. They don't have huge feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, probably not a hobbit, but that was my question was because they said that. And I'm like, that's, he knew her mom and her parents and her parents' parents. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to wait for one pretty enough to, you know, (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. I don't know. It just, it's giving me gross. You're right. Mm -hmm. You're totally right. Yeah. Although, <laughs> like I, I know because I like I'm like scrolling through my notes and like I just happened to like scroll by the 79 years part which like tied into like we're talking about like how how not fast time goes by but like just to put in perspective how long these like certain events have been happening in the story so far yeah you because know, when because normally like when because we're used to like people being on posts I mean because we're humans and it's the real world like you know when you're on a post it's like oh you're on a post for a year or two maybe like five years no this is 79 years that this elf the these elves have have been in this section of Middle Earth patrolling yeah the lifetime yeah yeah so I mean our five years equals 75 years in elf years. Not years, but for elves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what really sucks is that Arndir is so yummy. Oh my god, so yummy. I'm here for it. I'm like, we needed a cutie, we needed a little hottie toddy. Uh, even and if he he jumped right down in that tunnel and was like, I'm gonna find out what the fuck is yeah. going on here it was hot he gets he, he gets like, grabbed by something it was hot when he was or what for the thing to come i was like i mean he's acting a little bit scared but he's still gonna fucking face it but then he gets grabbed by the trees the yeah. roots. i don't even know yeah i couldn't yeah. tell if it was the roots or if it was like orcs like grabbing like hiding behind it and pulled him like i couldn't tell what it was yeah it was weird it was viney it was like yeah. me it was like is phalanges the correct term for fingers yes yeah yes okay <laughs> very phalange like like mm-hmm. i don't even know it, it was it was creepy honestly yeah um yeah just a uh, a uh, word to the wise probably watch this show at nighttime because i watched uh episode two in like actual detail like didn't take my eyes off the screen like at like 12 p.m so my house was really bright and I missed a lot (laughs) yeah reflection off the screen yeah so um just noting that for myself and you know for anybody else like hot tip watch it at night time so you can yeah because some scenes are a lot darker yeah honestly shout out house of dragons i hope you're listening because sometimes you guys also have dark scenes oh yeah (laughs) in all shows not just this one yeah you're right you're right yeah just just watch them at nighttime have a little nightcap with (laughs) whatever you fancy yeah well i mean this is awesome the so the episodes i think are coming out one episode per week 
I believe there's 10 of them. So there will be eight more weeks of it on Mm -hmm. Fridays. And I don't know. So they released these at 9 p.m. on Friday or about 9, 9, 9.15, something like that. Um, So it'll probably be the same. They Amazon had said before that it's releasing the episodes out at the same time around the world. So everybody can like can watch at the same time. So nobody gets spoilers. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's cool that they have the capacity and, you know, wherewithal to do that. But so we, you know, we'll be watching probably every Friday and doing episodes. Well, we'll figure it out. Saturday, Sundays, you know, we're, we're, you know, shooting this right now on a Sunday night. So to be uploaded either tonight or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jenna will likely be a um, like semi-permanent guest for this series, at least. Um, so, you know, whenever we do record these, she will likely be on it. Um, I'm so behind on all the other shows that you watch. Um, but yeah, so Game of Thrones will be coming out as usual. Um, the next couple weeks will be a little froggy. There's some traveling going on, so we will upload when we can, but rest assured we will have, we will be up to date with everything yeah Yeah, we'll get back to regular scheduled programming for sure (laughs) Mm. (laughs) i feel like cbs (laughs) 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 we were so excited to have jenna you know come on this journey with us through middle earth fuck yeah madison Hell yeah, look at me. I'm already a fangirl. First of all, boy, bitch. Uh, but yeah, like, obviously, it was so fun. We're so excited to do the rest of the series with her. And um, we're just a whores for this shit, man. Like, this is why you come here to listen, guys. And, you know, Jenna, like, if you want to plug your shit to the people, let them know. Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, O Jenna Elise on on everything. Just the, just the letter O, and then Jenna Elise. Um, the only one that's different is 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 Twitch has the is just Jenna Elise. But yeah, on Twitter, Instagram. I don't really do Facebook that much anymore. But so just Twitter and Instagram for the most part. So Jenna yeah. Elise. Yeah, 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 and we will add that to the description in the episodes everywhere that you might be listening. So you'll be able to check her out. She does a myriad of things um, mm. like cosplay, you know, Twitch. Which, Twitch. by the way, I really want to make some Galadriel armor. Uh, I saw that armor yeah. and I was like, I don't know how I'll look as a blonde, but that armor is fucking badass, though. Yeah. Ooh, brunette style one. Like, fuck just, it. Just be an elf in, ge- in general. Just add yeah. the ears. And I really like the the laurels that they put on them when they were going to get ready to go to Valinor and yes. to, before she peaced out. Oh my God. That was actually, thank you for bringing that up. That was, uh, sorry. I know we already started like the ending credits, but like my most notable moment was when they were on the ship going to Valinor. It was fucking gorgeous. And I immediately yeah. downloaded the song and it's basically just this dude bear who is the scorer of the mm-hmm. show. Um, just with like elves singing and I'm like, God, it's so pretty. Okay, anyways, we can do the ending. Sorry. (laughs) Come check us out uh, in the weeks ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye.